We have been uh, uh, observing how glacier melting is happening in front of our house, in front of our door. But having it every day in front of your house makes you really think and rethink how you approach, uh, how you do business, how to approach, how to push sustainability. Welcome to Lead with We. I'm your host, Simon Mannering, founder and CEO of We First. Lead with We is a podcast where top business leaders and founders reveal how they built their companies to be high impact and high growth by putting We First. Lead with We is produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. Welcome to this week's episode of Lead with We, and I'm excited to talk to Oliver Paps, the CEO of Mammut, a premier outdoor adventure brand based in Switzerland that has been around for almost 160 years, and now they're retooling and re-engineering their company around a new purpose to lead in the future. Oliver, welcome to Lead with We. Thank you for having me. Oliver, you joined Mammut in 2016. You know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey up to that point and what made you join Mammut? Yeah, I mean, um, what made me join Mammut is a lot of things which I have been doing before. You know, I grew up in Berlin um, being part of, of a family business, respectively, even my grand-grandparents, they started an apparel company, so they did knitwear. And so I grew up with products. I grew up with beautiful colors. I grew up with innovations. I grew up with fabrics. So since I'm very little, I always wanted to do something with products. And we sold the company. And after selling the company, I went uh, to uh, board sports, kiteboarding, uh, snowboarding, windsurfing, etc. And so then more or less, I, I could even merge my apparel a uh, background, my sports background, and and had the opportunity to to head a, a fantastic group of people to run uh, Mammut in uh, into the new future and a new uh, new journey. And you know, Mammut is famous around the world, but for those who haven't come across it here in the United States, how would you describe the brand? I mean, Mammut is the inventor of the mountaineering rope. What does it mean? Mammut was founded in 1862, so close to 106 years ago, as a, a rope manufacturer. There have been two guys in Switzerland, not far away from the place where we are having our headquarter now, and they started rope manufacturing. Beginning of the uh, 20th century, they decided as well to go into uh, mountaineering ropes. By the way, it was the product name Mammut, was standing for the thickest, biggest rope, which could uh, 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 carry the biggest load. And um, so what makes us different having that heritage? We are a hardware-driven company. So we do understand what hardware means to conquer mountains, to do real mountaineering. And coming from that hardware roots, we then develop business as well in footwear, and apparel. So it's a complete offer, but with a strong hardware roots uh, based on rope manufacturing. I have to say, I was lucky enough to come over to your offices in Switzerland last year. And, and some of the stories that I've heard and some of the sort of, you know, the portraits on the walls of your office and the stories of the ascents that they've done are absolutely terrifying. I mean, is there one story <laughs> that the story that stuck out in your mind of one of your elite athletes that just really encapsulates what Mammoth's all about? Yeah, a story I, I would like to share with you is uh, 
is a story which was shared by Danny Arnold, who is um, one of our key athletes. Um, he is a Swiss guy and he was born more or less in the mountains. And he is a world record holder in speed climbing. It's amazing what this guy is um, achieving. What Danny is doing, he's, he, is, uh, he, he is holding records where he is uh, uh, double as fast as, as you would usually do a climb. So he spends a lot of time preparing it. He waits for the right moment and then he really starts to accelerate. Being his uh, outfitter, being his supporter, giving him the best products, uh, I was really impressed by him telling me, listen, Oliver, literally, I only need two products of yours, very good footwear. Uh, and a helmet to achieve my uh, my my my, my top uh, results. I, I saw the video of Danny recently breaking a record, and it's literally watching this guy leaping from sort of handhold to foothold onto yeah. ledges, sprinting and continuing that leap, and and doing this for two hours and scaling a massive mountain. It it, it just takes your breath away. You just yeah. you know you're just glad it's him and not you. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it looks like he's sprinting up, you know, what you usually do horizontally, he's doing vertically. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, in the last year, you've had the opportunity to think through, you know, how do you reposition the company for the future? So what actually drove that decision? You've been around almost 160 years. Was there a particular reason to start thinking about your purpose again? Mammut is so easy and so simply uh, 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 to position. I mean, we have a clear history. We have very clear roots. We're coming from the Swiss mountains. It's very easy to tell our story. And um, the, the, the discussion around purpose um, was a, a conversation we started within our organization. People, and especially people who have been new to the company, you know, we went through a tremendous transformation came to us and asked, hey, Oliver, what, what is the purpose? What, what, what drives us? And, and me being, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, uh, in the beginning of my 50s, my purpose is to transform and to lead. I, I love to go every morning to, to our company to work with young people and transforming our organization. But they wanted to see a, a bigger picture. They wanted to understand what is really uh, uh, bringing me every day uh, to to work for Mammut. So it was more a kind of grassroots, uh, a push, I would call it, to to make me wake up and and uh, say to myself, listen, now it's time to rethink the purpose, respectively redefine and to create a narrative which we have in a, I would call it, new format or new way of, of language uh, to create a world moved by mountains. In a nutshell, it is us as, as a brand, as a group of people, as a company, being in a way the interface and giving people the access, enjoying the nature is our purpose. And in a way, the purpose has been ready right in the moment when COVID-19 started. And I can tell you, I'm so happy that we had it in place. I mean, I did uh, every week a check-in and a check-out digitally. So I wrote emails uh, uh, to, to my team because obviously during the lockdown, we have most of us have been uh, uh, working from home. And I use the purpose to start the conversation every Monday morning with a check-in email 
and ended the conversation every Friday evening with an email um, and, and made use of the purpose. And what did you see as CEO as a response to that? Because there's some really important dots here. You know, the team really challenged leadership to look at the purpose and then COVID came along and made that purpose even more meaningful. What response did you get inside the company? A, to there being a purpose and B, applying that purpose during COVID. Yeah, I mean, um, some people or, or some of our team members got it straight away. You know, it was so easy for them to understand, so easy to apply even in their daily, daily routine. Uh, and some others had uh, question marks. Okay, what does it mean now for me? How do I apply it in my daily uh, uh, routine, in my work, in my uh, uh, collaborating with my with my colleagues? So it was quite um, a diverse uh, uh, reaction on it. Right, right. And, you know, it's not easy to uh, define a purpose for a brand that is has so much history because at one extreme, you've got employees who've been there for decades who are diehard mountaineering people. And then obviously you've got younger sort of millennial and maybe even Gen Z employees who look at the world very differently. Did you find, you know, that there was a tension between those two groups or, you know, that the purpose could actually form a bridge between them? I think it, it, bridged, it bridges a lot. I mean, even in the moment we, we launched it and, and until today, it's more a kind of very individual approach to to what extent do I understand, take it in, and can apply it. I, I wouldn't say it's a it's a generation thing. It's a very individual uh, a journey uh, uh, people have uh, uh, in that regard. The most interesting learning I had was as well when our HR team came. Obviously, they have been involved in, in the purpose conversation, respectively, the development and the question, how do we apply it in future as well when we go out and hire new people, respectively, and when we onboard people? And our onboarding process totally changed. I mean, now people first go with us into the mountains or to the mountains and enjoy nature with us before they even start to work with us. So when we talk about to create a world moved by mountains, we show people first what it means so that they can apply it in their daily work, that experience which they have uh, outside in nature. Now that we live in these sort of mobile, digital, web-driven kind of marketing uh, days, every brand has the opportunity to play all over the world, you know, to reach consumers through their phones all over the world. You know, so at one extreme, Mammut is this incredibly visceral brand where you're literally in the mountains at the top of the Swiss Alps. At the same time, you've got the opportunity to find new growth and reach new audiences in, you know, Hong Kong or, you know, in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. So what are the ambitions for the brand to reach these new audiences that don't live in the mountains? And, you know, how do you think about bringing that to life? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very interesting. And, and I would like to tell, share with you um, a, a, a little bit a story around the communication which we started uh, uh, throughout the momentum uh, over the last couple of months. So the first big communication piece was stay home. The mountains will wait for you. Because obviously within a lockdown phase, people can't go out. 
but we helped them, let's say, to prepare for the next adventure. So we created content around how to take care of your of your shoes, you know, how to polish them, how to clean them, how to repair them. We gave uh, content around how to wash a hard shell jacket, etc. Right. So that was already the mountains will wait for you independently where you are, right. where you live. Because obviously people live in Hong Kong and they enjoy mountains. They live in Shanghai and they go out. So we connected already people being at home. Our purpose in the sense of nature is waiting for you. You know, don't get uh, angry. Don't get uh, uh, frustrated. Uh, yeah, yeah j j Frustrated, yeah. you know, uh, they will wait for you. And then lockup came. We started uh, our uh, so-called local adventure challenge. So it was not about traveling to uh, a, a mountain far away. It was how to enjoy nature around your place. Right. And you even find a hike in Hong Kong. You right. know, you go to Lantau Island and you can enjoy nature on a small mountain, even in, in Hong Kong. And same counts for, for Beijing, you know, uh, two hours or two hours by train, you're on the mountain. So and, and you know that from from uh, the valley, respectively, San Francisco as well. So it, it's near. Nature is closer to you than you think. And we want to motivate people. Uh, to to enjoy nature, which is even around their place. So I think leveraging the, the purpose and making people aware of how beautiful nature is around their place is part of the purpose. I think that's been one of the most powerful takeaways for everyone. I live in Los Angeles and the family and I have gone for walks at night and you just see other families out there walking and you notice the gardens, yeah. you notice the trees, you notice how close nature is when, you know, I would admit, when life was so hectic and crazy busy before you would drive past all of these things and you were rushing to the next thing. And it's, it's really been a slowdown moment for us to appreciate the simple and important things. Now, obviously straddling Hong Kong to San Francisco to Switzerland, these are very different kind of geographies, regions, you know, cultures. How do you go about developing a brand voice that can speak with confidence to all of those different regions? Because the whole category is so competitive. How do you go about getting a unique voice and staying consistent? When it comes to how do you talk, how do you, how, what, what, what is a brand voice? I think more than before, we have to think in um, adjusting uh, the voice, adjusting our message to certain generations and to certain regions. Imagine um, you talk to a, a young Swiss guy uh, who grew up in the Swiss mountains versus a young guy, same age in Shanghai, who doesn't know what climbing means, respectively, who have never seen somebody climbing with a backpack or mountaineering with ropes. So you need to apply the brand values uh, differently, still sticking to the, to the core of what you want to share. You know, often when companies look towards their own purpose statement, they think about the company itself, leadership, management, employees, maybe even suppliers. But they fail to realize that your customer out there, your partners out there, and even more broadly, the industry can all be collaborators in your purpose. So they need to be reflected in the purpose. And, you know, obviously you mentioned the future. Um, you know, when Mammoth began in 1862, it was a very different world. And the environment looked very different than it does today. You know, we've got the climate crisis top of mind, you know, in addition to COVID and all these other challenges we're facing. I know that Mammut, you know, cares about glaciers. They care about the mountains, obviously. 
you know, how do you bring that sort of a purpose statement to life in terms of your sustainability or, or what you're doing around the environment? Yeah, I mean, um, we uh, kicked off an initiative which is called Together for Glaciers. So the Together for Glacier initiative is literally based on uh, having that purpose statement in place. Uh, we set our own CO2 goals going forward. We developed a very systematic approach, actually very Swiss <laughs> systematic approach, right. uh, 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 to, to reduce our own CO2 footprint. And uh, we have been investing a lot in especially material management, in, in our supply chain, but even in, in, in what kind of electricity we are using in our, in our own uh, sites. And, and we didn't know actually how to bring that really across. And, and you know, uh, uh, our industry, we have some very good examples like Patagonia, who have been approaching that much before we started. Respectively, they have been much better in communicating it, what they are doing. Without a purpose statement, we haven't been that clear where our, we call it which spot we want to own in the conversation around uh, uh, bringing across the the huge amount of, of, of measures we have been taking over the last couple of years in regards of sustainability. Because if I look at it on, 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 a, on a, maybe with a, with a positive eye, we are quite good in, in, in taking care of the environment or the playground, which we are using to, to, to enjoy nature or our sport. Right. So the Together for Glaciers initiative, you're making that effort internally to reduce your carbon footprint. And then you're also communicating that externally, you know, sharing those steps with consumers and letting them know that sustainability is a top priority within the company. And for those of us who don't get the benefit of going to Switzerland and seeing the difference, the way that, for example, you know, the climate crisis is showing up, you know, people of Mammut have been living in the mountains all their lives. What differences are you seeing out there? I mean, just, just to take the example of glaciers, um, we have, I mean, we are a glacier rich country and we have been uh, uh, observing how glacier melting is happening in front of our house, in front of our door. But having it every day in front of your house makes you really think and rethink how you approach, uh, how you do business, uh, how to approach, how to push sustainability. The world is really challenged in new ways now. If you had to speak to other CEOs and other purposeful companies and really talk about the role the business should play now, how would you describe it? Um, I think you have... Um, one, a, a very strong, or you have to, to live up to a very strong commitment internally. But this you can't only do internally. You need other stakeholders um, to, to make that happen. So for us, for example, upstream in the value chain, this goes up to uh, uh, our tier one supplier. So the guys who are producing or the companies producing our products, it's tier two suppliers, meaning as a fabric suppliers or even the supplier of a, of a zipper puller needs to be involved in our initiatives to reduce our own, our own footprint. That's on the one hand, you know, upstream. And this is one, starting the conversation, two, setting targets, three, taking measures, and then obviously to control it and to improve. But the same counts as well downstream towards our retail partners, respectively as well, uh, our consumers, people who are 
let's say, enjoying with us, embracing with us in nature. So we have to start the conversation, defining a target, uh, defining measures, starting to ex uh, execute them. So it's, it's, it's a big work. And I think all of us are, are in that together you know, or in this together. And what about the industry? Do you see the industry coming together in new ways? Do you see collaboration? Because the more responsible the industry is, the better consumers all around the world feel about it. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a, a, a lot of very good initiatives uh, on a, a, across a, a industry. I give you one simple example. We have an initiative which is, we call it single use of plastic or avoiding single use of plastic initiative. And you need a couple of, of companies to accumulate a, a, a enough plastic to start a non-virgin a plastic approach to, 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 to set new standards. You have to do that on, a, on an industry level and not only yourself. So there are a couple of initiatives we, we, we kicked off and, and execute. And, you know, armed with this new purpose statement, what can we expect from Mammut looking forward? What are the plans, the vision? That's a very good question. I mean, uh, obviously, the purpose is, is, is the base or, let's say, the overarching uh, um, theme of what we are doing. So it drives um, uh, growth, respectively, developments out of the core into the future. And, and looking at an organization like Mammut, we have literally three, I would say, direction in growth. One is, let's call it a product uh, uh, um, stream. Secondly, it's a, it's a stream uh, when we think in regions. And the third stream is, is channels. And obviously, uh, uh, channels is, is very digital. So growth for us business for us going forward is even more digital than we have it as of today. And the purpose will help us to create the content, to engage with the consumer and, and to steer the voice of the brand as we have been discussing before. When it comes to, to, to regions as well, growth potentially is for a company coming from, from Switzerland uh, in, in all parts of the world, but primarily in Asia for us. Um, and when it comes to products, we coming from the core and develop more and more versatile products for everyday use or everyday life, how we call it. Oliver, thank you so much for the insights today and also for putting purpose at the forefront as you define the future of Mammut. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Lead With We, where I spoke with Oliver Paps, the CEO of Mammut, who shared with us how to literally repurpose a premier 160-year-old brand and how to leverage that purpose inside and outside of the company to accelerate your growth and impact. Make sure you subscribe to Lead With We on Apple, Google, or Spotify, and please do recommend it to your friends and colleagues so they too can build a purposeful and profitable business. If you'd like to learn more about how you can become a purposeful brand, check out wefirstbranding.com, where we have lots of free resources and case studies. See you next week on Lead with We.